0: And this is Mark Vila, and thanks for listening today. We're here to talk about creating a winning sales method. Yeah,
1: so, I, I like yeah. I like this topic a lot. But if you're watching the YouTube video, I just wanna I just wanna point out the difference between Mark Vila and I. Okay, is that you see? I'm wearing my cold se shirt.
0: Yeah, me too.
1: Yeah, and and, and you're you're <laughs> like in the t-shirt. It's no, a very in informal episode. Shirt. No, well, no, I, I actually I have a Coldesi shirt under my shirt.
0: And mm. the shirt is actually my pajamas. You're suspicious. I believe too. that. No, your shirts are yeah, you we've ta- said a lot that you just sleep in the collared shirt.
1: Yeah, I do. It's 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 good. well
0: I was uh, I've attended a few um, webinars from with all types of fancy um, folks that live up in the northeast in their expensive houses and talking about their Pelotons and marketing and uh, they were all just wearing t-shirts so I said if I'm going to be in the hip cool marketing crowd of COVID times then I'm going to be in a cold SC t-shirt fine fine okay so let's talk about some of the things that you maybe picked
1: up from those and from your years of experience in sales and creating a winning sales method
0: sure so uh so folks out there um the way that Mark and I discussed this was um, I had kind of written something up and Mark said that, uh, he said, oh, you, you just go ahead and record it. And then, uh, and then it turned into, how about I come and heckle you? Uh, so I'm going to go just- ahead and <laughs> Mark wants to heckle me. So um, w- what I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and um, read or discuss, you know, follow the notes that I wrote and all of this will be in the show notes. So if you go to customapparelstartups.com and you go to this episode, creating a winning sales method, you'll see all these notes so you can follow them and and do something. But I'm going to go ahead and kind of just read and and discuss what um, what I've written here. How's that sound, Mark? Sounds good to me. Okay. So um, I started off with a concept, right? So um, everyone out there can shoot a basketball into a hoop right? You, you, don't even, you don't need to be taught how to do this. If I just handed somebody from an alien a basketball and I pointed to a hoop and I just said, hey, throw that ball into that hoop, assuming they can understand those words, um, then uh, they would make a few attempts in a few different directions and eventually they would get the ball in the hoop. And in fact, they might even get it in the first time. There's plenty of people. The first time that they've shot a basketball, they got it in. Um, I- they might even get the first three.
1: I, I think we're, we're um, you know, you need to make a distinction. Are you talking sure. about like an outer space alien? Yeah. Or are you talking about you know, just <laughs> an undocumented alien from one country to another? You know
0: what? Any of the above. Any of the above. Um, it could also just be like a six-year-old kid. Okay. You know? um, but somebody who has uh, not familiar with basketball, they can throw it in. And the reason why... Um, so, well, anyway, let me ex- expand on that just a bit. So fo- trust me, we're going somewhere. Um, so, uh, how, so you might get in, you might, maybe the first time you shot a basketball, you, c- you got in the first three times in a row, right? Cause it's not that hard to get in a basketball into a hoop from a reasonable distance. So, but how would you go up against somebody who's, um, played basketball every weekend of their life for the past 20 years? right? Um, you'd probably not do as well. How would you go up against a high school student who practices every single day? Probably not as well. So the reason that we mention this is it's just like sales. It's just like selling, which is why we want to talk about um, creating a winning sales method that um, you don't need to be taught how to sell a custom t-shirt to somebody, right? Anybody who wants to start a t-shirt shop, they can get a sale. Maybe their first sale easy, right? Um, so that's very possible. Um, but if you're going to be better than everybody else, if you're going to have the best business out there, if you're going to have the most success, then you then um, you should practice and develop a sales method, right? I mean, and I'm assuming that um, you would agree, Mark, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, when, um, you know, I spent 20 years in sales and the the two places that I started in was in car sales and in selling these, this audio visual equipment. And both of them actually take you through kind of rigid training courses in how to sell those particular items. And it's, it's a whole process. Just it's really kind of what got me going on your podcast topic is each one of those had a similar process that you go through checking boxes,
0: just mm-hmm. kind of like what you're talking about here. Yeah. Yeah. And, and if you're going to uh, run a, uh, an apparel business and you might be running one now, you might've been doing it for um, a couple of years now, but, and had some success. But if you're going to go up against a salesperson or a business that's been, has 10 years of experience or somebody who's been practicing and and refining their sales method, there's a good percentage that you could lose in those opportunities, even though you might be the better fit for that customer, which is um, an, an unfortunate thing. You know, you know that your competition is not as good as you, and you know, maybe your quality is better. Your delivery is better. Your customer service is better. You know, everything is better. And maybe, maybe your prices um, for what you're getting, your price is even more fair. Yeah. And then they turn around and they buy from somebody else because that person had a more defined sales uh, method and walked this customer through the process of making it easy to make that decision with them.
1: Yeah, I think I think one of the things that, that I used to tell people in seminars all the time is that you know it's not necessarily the cheapest price or the best product that that wins a especially a larger job. It's mm-hmm. the best presentation. Yeah, it it really doesn't matter if your product is great and if you're a really hard worker and a wonderful wonderful person if you don't have the 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 better skills to convince someone or to mm-hmm. illustrate to someone all those things.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, it's very true. So what we're gonna kind of walk through here is how you can build your own sales method. And uh, I've taken some things that I've learned over the years, some things that I've read and heard, and just put it together and what I find to be a, like a great starting point, and then from there you can go on. So um, the first thing that I put here is just where to start. Um, the first thing to understand about sales is it's not about being the most aggressive or kind of this, um, type of, if you've heard the phrase, Oh, you know, I could sell ice to an Eskimo. You know, it's not, there's some ethics to being a good salesperson, being able to convince somebody to do something they wouldn't want to do. Doesn't make you a good salesperson. Um, it makes you a darn good swindler maybe, but that's not what what we're trying to be jerk. Yeah. We're trying to be good salespeople selling our business, um, or you selling your business. You want to be a good salesperson. So I personally, this is my own definition. I just made it up. Um, but I think I've, I've got experience enough to make up a definition for this word. I think so. so. Um, uh, I said a master of qualifying the right prospects and lining them up with the ideal solution that you can offer. Um, that's what, a great salesperson is. That's what a fantastic salesperson is.
1: I, I think I, and I agree a hundred percent. And I think that um, I'm going to do a, insert a little commercial for Coldessi here is that one of the things that allows you to go through that, pro- that, that process properly and, and match up what a customer really needs with what they say they need and what they want and what you have to offer is having that wide variety of things to offer. I mean, yeah. if you're in custom mm-hmm. apparel, you've got different qualities and, and different different levels that we've talked about in other podcasts, but you know, that's one of the strengths and why we sound different or our sales staff sounds different when they talk on the phone is because, you know, you present a problem and you get matched up with specific
0: solutions, which
1: is the the essence of good sales.
0: Yeah. And, and actually that, um... I didn't think about that when, when I had written that, but this next sentence actually will kind of ties in together in a weird way. But um, I said, in other words, you want to spend your time talking to the right people, um, getting them the custom apparel that meets their needs, right? Specifically to you. And you mentioning having a, a wide variety of things to sell helps you expand that definition of the right people. Um, So when we talk about talking to the right people, you want to be able to talk to people who would want something you sell in the quantities you can deliver it in and the prices you can deliver it in, the quality you can deliver it in. Um, So offering more things expands that group of people because if you have an embroidery machine and a t-shirt printer, there are some folks who just want t-shirts. I'm not wearing an embroidered shirt today, right? Um, And there are some folks who just want embroidery. So that expands that group of right people. So yeah, that's it. Cool. Um, The next thing I wanted to talk about is actually, it's not in the order I would discuss it, but it's something that you have to think about the entire time when you're discussing building a sales method. And that's uh, rapport. So building a rapport, building a relationship with people uh, is probably the, the most important thing in sales of all the things you're yeah. going to do. You, you have to understand that every one of these steps that we're talking about involves building a good relationship with people. And that relationship can be very, very minute and short, right? Um, people have, people talk about Chick-fil-A drive throughs. I believe we've even talked about it, Mark. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, I've heard about Chick-fil-A. have have heard of them. Yeah. Never I mean, you one. haven't gone, but you've heard of the story is that this drive-through interaction is maybe um, one minute or less amongst one or two people. And people come out of Chick-fil-A and will share on social media and tell their friends how friendly and great the people are, are there they've built a rapport with people in 30 seconds or less that leaves a lasting enough impression to say, how would you rate the customer service? But they didn't say it was two sentences that they they said to you, right? Yeah. But the way they said it and what they said built that rapport. So this relationship that you're building can be a very, very brief or a very long time uh, it's just all about building that good relationship. So this just means simple things, be friendly, listen, smile, be likable, um, you know, do all that stuff. If you don't think this yeah. is one of your strengths. I-
1: then... Actually, like I'm sure everyone, a hundred percent of the people have heard of the book, how to win friends and influence people.
0: Yeah, I actually have it.
1: Yeah, there you Something go. Right here. So, do you so do it. I. So do I. I
0: have it somewhere here. Yeah.
1: So, so, and basically, like, if you if you want to, if this is an area that you think you need help with, and that's kind of quickly and easily establishing a connection with the people that you're talking to, then it, even though it's an old book, it's a really great book to to read. And remember, this this rapport thing isn't about manipulating somebody; it's about you know making them feel like you're connected in some way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, and I'd say um, just to further um, extrapolate on that um, it's because it's genuine, right? I, That's why yeah. it really works is because I want, as when, it, when I was in sales and even in marketing, whenever I write something or we do this podcast, we legitimately want to extend out um, the, the friendliness and a good demeanor and saying listen what we're trying to do here is really to help you and that's what you want the attitude you want to give out to your customers is yes they're paying you money which is helping you but in turn that exchange of money you want to be for something that they want that they're happy this way they come back again yeah so um let's go ahead and go through some of the steps now of creating a winning sales method there's really just two major steps here and then they break down into um, a few different things. So the first one is, is qualifying prospects. So um, we've talked about this in the podcast before that um, it's, it's really important that you're qualifying who you're talking to and making sure that when you're trying to um, go out there and sell, you're knocking on the right doors, right? You're talking to the right people. You're making it, you're, you're not wasting your time talking to somebody who's never going to buy a shirt from you right? Um, the barking up the wrong tree type of, um, idiom, right? That's an idiom. (laughs) Um, But yeah, if you say you don't want to bark up the wrong tree with sales, you want to make sure that when you're talking to people. So if somebody calls you up on the phone and says, Hey, I'm interested in ordering some embroidery or some t-shirts, you want to qualify that person. If you, um, or go to a cha- chamber of commerce luncheon and somebody is sitting next to you and you start talking about business and what you do, you want to have a level of qualification. Should, is this person that I'm talking to um, worth just being an acquaintance or is this person I'm talking to a potential customer? And if it is, I'm going to spend time working on that. So yeah. let's talk about how we qualify some folks. And, um, and this so is this
1: is very important because, you know, again, Going back to to my experience at at Coldesi, you know, we get hundreds of calls every week from people that want to get into the custom apparel business, Mm -hmm. you know, and that qualification process that starts with the discussion about what do you want to do, what do you want to accomplish, how much do you have to spend, um, can seem frustrating sometimes if it's not done correctly. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. why before you get to this qualifying step and asking all that, that's why I think it's a good, good idea that you mentioned building that rapport first.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and I know that, um, it's, if you can, be, if you can learn how to build a, a friendly rapport, just like the Chick-fil-A folks do in one minute, then you can start qualifying pretty quickly. Right. right? Um, but you've got to, you you'll, you'll, with practice, you'll get perfect in this stuff and you, and you'll figure out the method that's right for you. So, um, so there's a method here that we're going to refer to called B-A-N-T, you know, BANT. I've heard of that. Um, that sounds weird to me. So I like to say B-A-N-T, but um, uh, BANT means uh, budget, authority, need, and time frame. Okay. These are four simple, these are four simple concepts that if you pay attention to this stuff, when you're qualifying folks, you're going to know Almost a hundred percent of the time, if somebody could be a potential customer of yours or not, and if pursuing the sale is worth it, so let's go through them all. I'll go through them all. Budget: um, How much do they want to spend on custom apparel? How much can they spend on custom apparel? And how flexible is that budget? Um, right. If they if they come to you and their and their budget is a hundred bucks, right? And your and your type of business is you don't do any any orders that are less than you know, a dozen shirts, that's probably not going to work out. Right. Yeah. Um, if they want 100 shirts and their budget's 100 bucks, you're probably not going to do that. Right. So you've got to understand how much do they want to spend? And is this is what they want to spend meet with my business goals?
1: So, so Mark, does this um like, where, where, where does this happen in the conversation? Because I feel like if someone calls you up and says, I want and says, you know, I want to order some custom t-shirts. Mm-hmm. And the first thing you say is, well, how much do you have to spend?
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, so um, I, think, uh, um, I think the B-A-N-T method uh, is put in that order because it's the most, it, it makes a word right okay. so gotcha. um versus t t n a b you know okay. tab. so so that's the so one thing is that these are just four things and these can come in in any order that makes sense gotcha right? these are just four concepts you don't have to do them in this order, but I'm glad you brought that up um however um since you asked that question, I think a brief thing could be would be I'm looking to order some custom t-shirts oh okay that sounds great so um out of curiosity, what are you looking for? Are you looking to do some budget apparel? Are you looking for something really high end, somewhere in the middle? Right. Yeah, and you can like start that, that conversation right, right away to find out what they're looking for. I can offer all three to you. This is just how I want to start the conversation so I can figure out what direction to put you in. Nice. All right. So the next one would be authority. Is the person you're talking to going to make the decision? Um, are they the one that's going to make the final decision to order the shirts from you? If not, who is, you know, and are you able to talk to that person? How, how is, how is that channel going to go through? Um, Because for example, we were working with um, a large organization and I'm sure you'll, you'll know what I'm talking about, Mark. Um, We were, we were working with a large organization and the person that we were talking to was within the decision makers, but they had, people above them that had to make the final decision. It was a committee. It was a committee. We could not um, talk to those folks. We knew that. So we had to make, but we knew that he was the influential person on making this decision, but he was our point person. So we needed to make sure, okay, well, what do you need to go to that person? Right. Um, And on the flip side of that, it could be much smaller. You're talking to somebody, and oh yeah, the owner of the company is gonna make the final call on this. I'm just calling around, I'm doing all the legwork. Okay, do you think it'd be, a, you, I think it'd be a great idea if then, if after this conversation, we set up a meeting with me, you and the owner so we can wrap it up, right? You okay. wanna see if you can talk to that person.
1: That's great. In a non-parallel example, <clears throat> I'm sure if you've bought more than a few cars at some point, a salesperson has probably asked you if anybody um, is going to help you pick the color.
0: Oh, okay, yeah.
1: And that's a, that's a standard kind of question to find out if there's anybody else involved in making the decision other than saying, hey, can you write this check yourself? Yeah. You know, maybe like you said, it's, you know, um, is there anybody else that's going to help select the sizes or the levels of apparel that we're doing?
0: Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's a great point too, is it doesn't have to be a direct question. And uh, you just got to find the right way to bring it up because it is important to know. Um, Cause at the end of this, at the end of a phone call or a meeting, it'd be great to get somebody to say, I'm going with you.
1: And, right? and, and terrible to get, to have somebody say, okay, that's great. I appreciate it. Let's do this again tomorrow with my boss.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It'd be nice to know that from the beginning, yeah. um, because you would treat that differently. You might spend more time building rapport to get this person to really like you. They want to introduce you to their boss versus spending a lot of time trying to close the deal finding out that they are not the ones to make that, have that conversation with. I like it. So BA, we've done that and need. So what's their need for custom apparel? Um, is it a need or a want? And, you know, meaning is it mandatory or is it optional? And part, this is part of qualifying how you deal with somebody. So if somebody absolutely needs to get this apparel done, listen, our business is opening in two weeks. We've got a donut shop. We don't have any uniforms or anybody. I need it, right? That is a different perspective than somebody saying, yeah, we've had this donut shop for a few years. We're thinking about getting you new uniforms, right? Yep. Um, so it's two different conversations you need to have. Um, and the next thing is, is maybe they don't have a need at all right? And this is not necessarily somebody who calls up your shop and says, Hey, I need custom t-shirts. Cause that would be wonderful if all of our sales were just the phone rang and someone says, I need some hats and shirts, right? Yeah. Sometimes you're going to be networking. You might be at a, a little league game, right? And you're talking to a parent that's there and they talk about that they own a donut shop. Um, do they, so right now you could start this Qualification method right there is this is an owner of a business, they're a potential shirt buyer. Um, let me find out if they actually need anything. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do you guys wear uniforms? No, oh, you know, bell should go off right there in your head. They own a donut shop where they have employees and customers come in, they don't have uniforms. They, they should, you know, this might be a need conversation right here, and you yeah. can actually qualify them as a potential customer. Um, rather than they say, Oh, yeah um yeah my wife owns screen printing equipment you know at that point in time they don't need it they don't want it how much time are you going to try to spend making t-shirts for somebody who their spouse owns a t-shirt company
1: yeah i think it really depends on on how much you like donuts
0: yeah (laughs) because if you like donuts you might spend as much time as possible talking that's true go for it um so now b-a-n last one t time frame um, when do they want to get this done? This is an important thing for how long and how much time and whatever you put into the conversation. They call you up. Yeah. I'm opening up a donut shop. and am need custom t-shirts. Awesome. When's your shop opening? Uh, pr- probably before the end of uh, 2030, you know, <laughs> like, they're still in the dream phase. Yeah. I actually had a guy call me up and this was a long, a lesson that I did not learn in um, or I'm sorry, this has taught me, a lesson in this when I wasn't very good at doing it a long time ago. This probably, um, at least 12 or 13 years ago, I get a phone call from this guy and he's talking about wanting to buy probably 20 embroidery machines. So I'm, I'm stoked, right? I pick up the phone and and within the first 30 seconds, this guy's like probably 20 machines, right? So we're talking and I'm talking about budget and, and financing and all of these things. Well, it turns out that this guy was, was putting together a concept of building arenas in the middle of the ocean to do jet ski races. And he <laughs> wanted to do the custom apparel right there so people could get custom shirts made. This is a true story. <laughs> it's true. So, um, I'm not going to say he was a crazy person. Um but it was an interesting conversation to be discussing embroidery sales before you've you, you even figured out if you can actually do this, right? I'm just trying to figure um, out
1: how he's gonna how he's gonna balance a multi head on
0: jet skis. That's yeah, really, all of this stuff. That's what I'm looking for. So um so anyway, by it was my it was my fault. You know, I mean, so for one, I mean, maybe he had the money and all these things and, and investment and all this stuff to do it. However, I spent 40 minutes on the phone with this guy talking about the machines, how they run, what they do, you know, all this stuff, tr- trying to convince him that our equipment was going to fit his needs because he had said a bunch of things he wanted to do. And I was going through the list. All right, I know our machine does this. It does this, it does this. I And then where I... I spent, I spent an hour of that day messing with this guy for something that might happen in 10 years. Yeah. Ridiculous. I, yes. I could have just said, all right, here's the information. Here's where to go. I'm here to help you out. When you get close to the time frame, I want you to give me a call. Um, it's a little early, you know, you're so far out right now. Technology is going to change, but you know what? I can keep you up to date. You know, every time something different Yeah,
1: of course. You You don't want to just hang up on a crazy person.
0: Yeah, (laughs) but you might have something like that if they just, and maybe a little more realistic is, yeah, I'll probably, I'm opening up a donut shop. We're just getting started. I'm working on my business plan. I'm trying to figure out how much I'm going to spend in uniforms so I can go to the SBA to get my loan, right? Well, the conversation you're going to provide this person is a little bit different than if they're getting ready to open up next week and they didn't get uniforms yet. Yeah. Okay, so um, let us let me, I'm going to skip ahead in my notes a little bit since we covered a lot of this. Um, all right, so now the, all right, we'll move on to the next step. So I think we understand that the, this B-A-N-T, this BANT process, um, you're, you need to develop your own way of doing it. But if you know those four things, you are going to, um, you're going to be more efficient at selling than somebody who's not paying attention to any of those things at all. Yep, agreed. Yep. So. Um, qualification to action. So this is the step where once you know somebody is qualified, you're going to go ahead and these are the actions you're going to take. And um, there's some standard frameworks for sales. You know, there's a lot of sales gurus out there that say there are steps to the sales process and um, all of them will agree and disagree on um, what this sales process actually is. But um, I'll list a kind of a common sales process that's discussed. And, um, and then you go out there and do your own research on, on sales processes and, and sales methodologies. Um, do you have any comments on, on this type of stuff?
1: Um, no, just, just that, you know, we, we recently did a, um, a cold SE Daily on uh, choosing a CRM. And we've mm-hmm. done a podcast on CRM in the past. And a lot of those, if you're going to use a contact management software of any kind, a lot of those will actually have a sales process built in. Yes. No, they've got a, they've got kind of an official pipeline that you can follow or not follow that's your choice.
0: Yeah. And this basically means from the time trying to figure out who a potential customer is to after you deliver them the custom apparel, right? All the steps that are between there. And um, yeah, every CRM will have their own. I, I, and again, just an opinion, the details Details of this sales process aren't necessarily going to be what makes you great or not um, or which sales process you follow or how, how your CRM does it. It's understanding the concept and the philosophy behind a, a sales process. Like, Yeah, this. that's good. So I'm going to go through the steps. So the first one's identifying prospects, right? This is understanding what potential customers of yours look like or not necessarily physically, but how you might describe them right? So if you were um, going to, going to cold call, like meaning like going knocking on doors and, and, or passing out business cards and shopping centers, where are you going to go? You know, um, if, if you you'd drive by certain centers and look at that one and say, okay, um, this isn't, this doesn't look like the type of customer that I go after, right? This doesn't look like the type of people that I deal with. Um, meaning specifically, like if you do embroidery, Right, You're probably going to want to stop at a business center where they're going to order polos and um, button-up shirts and maybe ball caps and stuff like that. A lot of embroidery work is done there. You might skip by the center that has uh, a guitar guitar place and and, um, a music recording studio. That sounds like T-shirt world. Yeah, true. and this is just a small example, but it's really just of understanding what's your potential customer like. Um, if you have a specific niche that you work in, then you want to kind of talk with that. If somebody calls you up and it wants to talk to you about doing cheer work, and you don't know anything about the cheer world, you've never done anything bling, you know, you just make you just make t-shirts for small business owners. You're going to probably realize that this prospect is might not be one putting a lot of time into. It's not your. It's not what you do. Yep. Did, that, did I explain that pretty good yeah, Mark? Yeah, no, that,
1: that, that's <laughs> it. You you hit it. I'm not going to say
0: anything else. Okay. All right, that's a little it's a, it's tricky cuz it goes in 100 directions directions. Mm-hmm. So you could write a book about identifying prospects. There are books about identifying prospects. Um all right, so the next is um building that rapport and the trust just like we said before. Um this is so at this point in time you identifying a prospect the way you identified them is with they, they they called you right? You picked up the phone and they said, is this a t-shirt shop, right? Is this the embroidery shop? You've identified them as a prospect, right? Um, Next is building the rapport, right? The very next thing you do, this is why we talk about it's so important to answer emails nicely, to answer the phone well, to smile when you meet people, shake people's hands, however you interact with people in a friendly way. You're building rapport immediately,
1: Yeah, I I think we, at one of our other podcasts, we arrived at the idea just to be likable.
0: Yeah, Mm -hmm. just be likable in general, especially if you're a small business owner like a customer apparel shop because everybody you meet is a potential customer. Yeah. And then you'll get good at identifying the ones, right? You're sitting at the ballpark and they say they they own a donut shop, prospect identified, right? I've already been friendly with them, trust and rapport being built. You know, um, next qualify the B A N T stage. So you're sitting next to them. You've realized they own another small business that does require, um, t-shirts or hats or embroidery at some point in time, whatever it might be. You've been building rapport with them. You realize that, Hey, they don't have uniforms for their staff. So now you've qualified them as a potential customer. All three of these things can happen within the first two minutes of meeting somebody. Yeah. Okay. Um, then the next stage is kind of select and recommending products. So this is where you decide what products you've got to offer that best suit the customer's band kind of in a way, um, that you, and then you're going to present these options to your customer and explain the reasons why you chose these for them. And because of their band. Um, and and go from there. So now in the scenario we're talking about in the ballpark, right? You might not start taking out your tablet and showing them shirts they should buy, right? You probably they, don't want to do that. You probably don't want to do that. This is a, an entire stage over time, right? is that during the qualification stage, you're talking, Oh, you need t-shirts. I do t-shirts. Oh, you don't have any, you should have some. Right. And then maybe this is a time where you're setting up a meeting or a phone call, or maybe they ask you, oh, well, what could I get? Right. Yeah. Um, so if, so you're going to have to decide where this goes, but really you're going to, you look at this customer and you size them up, you know, okay, all right. Well, all right. You want to get some uniforms. I mean, you are you guys like a high end donut shop or you, you know, a, a cheap place? Do you have a lot of employee turnaround? What's it like in there? Oh no. It's me and it's me and my husband and you know, my son and his girlfriend that work there or family, you know? Okay. So maybe they want to have a really a nice high, it's, it's a high end shop. We sell $6 donuts, right? All right. So they don't want cheap looking shirts if they sell right. $6 donuts. Right. So these are all part of the qualification. And then you, and then um, you will go ahead and select and recommend products. Listen, you guys are a high-end shop. You're a family business. You don't have a big churn of employees. Um, this is what we could do. We've got one, two, three shirt. We can embroider this with a less chest logo. It'll look really yeah. fancy, you know, blah, blah, blah. I,
1: I, um, I have two things. I have two things to say about this. And that's sure. first of all, now, like I feel completely out of touch because I don't go to Chick-fil-A or donut shops. Yeah, <laughs> And um, the next one is, is I appreciate the comment that you made um, in your notes here about good, better, best. Would you okay. kind of hone in on that a little bit
0: for everybody? Yeah, this is absolutely the time to, to build a good, better, best strategy into your sales. We did a podcast on it. And essentially what this, what you would say in this specific scenario we're talking about is great. I actually do have a few options for you. Here we can go. We can do um, a T-shirt. Your logo is purple and green. Okay, we can do a purple T-shirt with a green, some green lettering, some green and white lettering. I could do that on a T-shirt. It's going to look really nice. If you want something better, I've got. We can do a T-shirt, and we can also do a golf shirt, a polo shirt with a left chest logo, it's going to be much classier. It's going to last much longer than the t-shirt. And it's going to really class up your business best. We can do an all three combo with a hat. And then now you've got the hats. You can sometimes wear the t-shirts or whoever's maybe doing the baking is in the t-shirts and whoever's doing the cashier and you guys can switch that up. Here's your good, better, best. And you could do this with um, options of adding on like I just did, or you could do it with the quality of the garment. Yep, they want polos, okay I've got here's my inexpensive inexpensive one. It's a nice quality, cheap. here's my um, here's my most common, a very popular one. It's good. it's a little bit better. Uh, the color lasts longer in it. Here's the best one. It feels the best, it washes the best. it's got the collar on it that never wrinkles and then you let them pick which one they prefer. Yep, I like that. Yeah. and if you've done that your band really well, you should know. Once you get good at this, you know which one they want already, right? That's when you yep. know you're really good is is you can tell this customer wants the best one. I'm going to offer them all three as a choice just to make sure, but I know they want the best. I'm going to spend the most time talking about the best one because that's when I, I really feel that they're going to want. Yeah. And you can, even, you can even say that and take the next
1: step and position yourself as the expert and say, here are the three options. Um, you can pick any one. They're great. This is the one that that I thought of when we were talking before.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, or this is
1: the one that I recommend as the expert.
0: Yeah, exactly. And you want to know why? It's because, and you go back to their ban things. Yep. You know, I know it's within your budget. I know it's really good for you. I know you want to, whatever it might be. Yep. All right. So uh, the next step is overcoming objections. I, I put slash clarifying because um. Typically, this, this part of the sales process is calling overcome object, overcoming objections, but um, sometimes you do so well that there aren't objections, and it feels kind of weird that this is still part of the process, right? right. So um, sometimes people just have questions. They're not objections. But um, at this point, your prospect is either going to have an objection, oh my gosh, that's really expensive,
1: Yeah.
0: right? Or, oh no, Most I'm common. not sure. Yeah. Yeah. Most common for everything you've ever bought in the entire world ever. right? (laughs) Like I bought an iPhone. I was looking at an iPhone cable on Amazon and I'm like 1199. What the heck? You know, like everything's relative. Um, so, um, they might have objections or questions. Oh, okay. Tell me about, about that best. What do you mean by it washes better? And then you can maybe go into the type of fabric that it is or whatever it might be. Um, then uh, I, I put a tip on this one. Don't feel like you have to answer every single question immediately, especially if you really don't know the answer. Um, it's okay to say, to tell them you're going to get back with them on that. Right. And yeah. and you've got to balance when, when, it, when it's right to do that or not. But if they ask you a particularly important question, you know, Oh, okay. Is this, um uh, is this wrinkle free? you know, don't lie or make something up, you know, um, just say, you know what, I'm pretty sure it is. Let me find out hundred percent and then I'll email you when I get back to the shop. Yep. Okay. Um, next is, uh, uh, close and ask for the business. So, um, once you've gotten past the questions and the objections, um, they really should be ready to commit to you. So you've got to ask for it though. Like you almost literally should be saying, um, it seems like we covered everything. We'd love to earn your business. Can we start your order today?
1: I, I would say like, it, it's not, it's not like you should, is you, you should. Yeah. You, you should, if, you know, once have, have we answered all of your questions? Great. Um, which one would you like us to get started on?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of ways to close and there are books on this. There's a book on probably all these steps, right? There Um, there are books on how to close, you know, um, and there's types of close, the assumptive close, which is just what you provided. You're assuming that they're going to say yes to you. So you're not asking them, do they want to do business with you? You're saying, which one of these do you want? Right. Um, So that's an assumptive close and there's a lot of different ways to close. Yeah. (laughs) That's your favorite. Yep. I don't know what my favorite one is. It's
1: actually the only one, the only, the only kind of textbook um, (laughs) ask for the business that
0: I ever use. Yeah. And, and, um, but you've got, if it's really just, it's important to communicate that you want that business from them. Right. And especially if you've got a good rapport, this is one of the things that, um, one of my favorites that I, that I would do often is when I knew I had a really good rapport with somebody, I would use that as the close. I would say, hey, we've had a lot of conversations about this. It seems like we really connect. Um, it seems like we both trust each other. That we're that we're going to help. You know that that I'm going to help you get the right thing. It seems like we've got that good. Uh, we've got this relationship. I know that I'm going to deliver exactly what you want. I'd like to do business together. How, what do you think yeah. about that? I like that. And um, and if you have a really good rapport with somebody, they're just gonna they want to give you the money, not the you know not the jerk down the street. Yep. Right. Um, Okay, so the last step here then is uh, the follow up slash referral. So this is a step that's skipped, um, because you've handed somebody a box of shirts. uh, And then now you're scared it might be a time bomb. So so you hand them and you just wait for them to hopefully not call you and tell you there was a mistake. Right, I hate that. I hate that. <laughs> but you know, this is this is one thing yes. that,
1: that no one could ever include uh, accuse Coldesi or Coleman and Company of. More often, it's, will you please stop asking us for uh, a review about how we did?
0: <laughs> so, and it's true though. But you, it, and I'll tell you what though. In, um, it's that happens a lot, right? If yeah. that, like, you bought bought a car. From somebody, it's not often you get a phone call from the person you bought a car from a week later to ask you how you how you like the car. Because that car has got a 10-day return policy at that dealership. They don't want to rock the boat. As long as you don't show up, right? And in that three days or 10 days, they're safe. They're commissioned. But but
1: you may get a call on day eleven.
0: You may get a call on day eleven, yeah. So, um, and then now you've got to figure out what to do. So you deliver your product, you make sure that they're happy, resolve any issues, you know, call them, you know, after, you know, the day after the day of the event, whatever it is, make sure everything is good. Right. Um, once they've got a smile on their face, then ask for a referral. Right. And you can just, this is, again, there's our books on how to, on how to get referrals, referrals. Right. But, um. It could be as just a simple thing. I'm trying to grow my business, and I depend on referrals from my customers. Is there anyone you could put me in contact with that might also need custom apparel? Yeah. Um, do you have any favorite like, ways? I'm, I mean, I, I like it. It's really, it's really simple, and that's exactly,
1: it's exactly what you're going to do. I mean, we do it all the time. I've always, you know, said something exactly like that. You know, I, I'm in business myself, just like you, and I know that you appreciate getting. Getting recommendations for other people to buy from you. So, you know, who else do you know that is doing the same thing?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's great. And there's, there's, I always think of a bunch of different things. I think you should be doing two or three referral methods at least. Mm-hmm. So, um, I would say one is just straight up asking. But some people don't want to give out their friend's email or phone number, right? I mean, they feel weird about that. Sure. Um, and again, this is personality stuff, right? Some folks are going to ask that too. They're going to give you six names and phone numbers.
1: I mean, I give away yours all the time. I
0: know. Anybody I know. that asks, <laughs> do
1: you have a referral? Yes, call yeah. this
0: guy. Like I don't everything. have a problem, like for example, I don't have a problem sharing an email address of somebody who I know also might like this product, right? Yeah. I've, I've done that before. Um, I'm, I'm probably not going to give somebody their phone number, right? right. Um, and, but on the flip side, I've also gotten, re- you have referrals. You know what? Um, I know um, Joe at such and such t-shirt shop. He might be interested. You can give him a call. You can tell him that I just bought a machine from you. You know, yeah. so you're going to get levels of this. I also would recommend um, if you have like referral business cards that you can hand out you know, like that are like, Hey, if somebody gives me one of these referral cards, I'll make you a free custom hat, you know, and then they can hand those out to people. You can create an email that is a forwardable email. You put in the email, Hey, we work off referrals. Thank you for your business. If you know anybody else who would want this forward, this email to them and let them know that we can help them out too. Right. There's, there's a hundred ways to do this. You should be doing at least a few. like it. Okay. So we're nearing the end here. That's all the steps. You've done everything. You delivered the product. Here's some simple mistakes to avoid. Um, so first one, uh, don't talk too much or too little. Um, I always have the talk too much problem in sales. Hmm. If you didn't, couldn't tell. Hmm. <laughs> Um, but you, you I'm don't want to
1: anything on purpose. So.
0: Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> you know, you, you don't want to, if you talk too much, you, um, they might not feel you're, you might be going in a direction that's not, um, what they need. Right. You, they, you're talking about, um, maybe, uh, different styles of shirts and the fabrics and maybe they don't care about that. Yeah. It, they, they, all, they literally just, you know, I just want the best one. I don't care what that means. Right. So be a good listener, engage. Um, you can check yourself too. If you find yourself going into a long explanation of the different types of t-shirts, you can always pause and just say, Hey, I'm going into a lot into these shirts. Um, do you want to learn this or do you want, um, or do you want me to just uh, just trust me when I say good, better, best. Yeah. And, and you'll get different answers. No, go on this. I'm curious, you know, so you'll see. Um, uh speaking about this is an interesting thing I remember. Um, and I thought about this before, it just came back in my head. So uh, after you in the close stage, right? And, when, and um when you're going back and forth answering questions, and now all of a sudden the last question's been answered and it's silent, there's like an old like joke that says, um, the next <laughs> person who speaks loses. <laughs> Yeah. He who speaks first loses. Yeah. He who speaks first loses. So um, I don't know if I necessarily believe that or not, but it's funny. Um, But that is something you can do. You can try that out for yourself that after you answer the last question and they, and you answer it and they kind of nod their head. um, It's okay to sit there and be quiet for a bit. Let them think about it.
1: Normally though, that, that takes place like after you've asked them for the business yeah, that's yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. And the 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 thing that I I think that's more for a salesperson than it is for a customer because most people just like to hear themselves talk. I know I do. Yeah. So, um, which is why I <laughs> horned in on your
0: podcast today. Yeah.
1: Nice. Um, but the um, but that's for that's for you. Once you've answered all the questions and you've asked, you know, you've asked them for the business there really shouldn't be anything else that they need to know or that you need to say. Yeah. So all you're going to do is think of other things to fill up the air when, when really what you just need to do is wait for them to make a decision. Yeah. It's not a, it's not a tactic. It's just you like, let them think about it. Stop talking about your stuff. They're, they're, they're done and they're ready.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And if they're wavering back and forth, you don't, you don't want to be annoying. And if you don't shut up, you might bother them while they're trying to make their decision. Mm -hmm. And then the default is I'll decide later. And then they, and then they walk off and maybe they choose you. Maybe they don't. Yep. All right. So. um, Bant shouldn't be a grilling interrogation. How much do you have to spend? When do you want them? Right. (laughs) Um, When are you going to do this? You know, um, it should be a conversation. So when you're doing your band section, um, it should be part of the conversation. You could feel free to write this stuff down and you can make it a, um, questions in an order, but just, you want, you definitely want to make sure, um, you know, that you're not sound like you're grilling them. They're going to feel uncomfortable. Yep. All right. Um, you don't want to sound desperate. You don't want to beg, you know, have some self-respect in the sales process. I really need this business, Mark. Yeah, you know, I really need it.
1: Well, I don't, um, I don't, I don't want to do business with somebody who's going to be closed soon. <laughs> yeah, so. I, yeah,
0: I really, I'm desperate, man. Yeah, no. So, um, you have respect for yourself. Um, don't you know, beg. don't call every single day, you know, to follow up every four hours. You know, that's gonna, you're gonna be frustrate somebody. Listen, I already told you, I gotta wait for my you know, my husband's also making this decision with me. He's the other business owner. He's out of town. Can you call him? You know, I mean, uh, that stuff drives me nuts. That's a, yeah. for me personally. That's a pet peeve of mine. I'll never call that person back again. If if I, if I respectfully say, you know, a few times I need this time, you know, um, but still balance aggress- aggressive, between, um, being desperate. Yep. All right. Um, be prepared. So if you're going to a meeting, have your notes ready, be prepared to ask all your bant questions. Um, Have you know? Ha- just understand what you're doing, where you're going into before you're ready to go. If you're prepared, you're going to look smarter. You because you are smarter. Yeah.
1: Um, because don't don't waste their time. Don't show <laughs> don't up. waste their
0: time. Don't yeah. don't
1: show up at a meeting and just you know. Okay, what did you want to see me about?
0: Yeah, yeah, and um, you'll lose if you've built trust or rapport. You're going to lose it. Yeah. All right. Um, and then the, the biggest mistake at all um is just not asking for the deal. Just not 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 finding a way to ask for the business. Yeah. Just letting them just say, okay, you answered the last question, and then they say, Okay, well think about it, you know, and they just walk out without you physically letting them know that you want their business.
1: Yeah. And it could be it could be something as simple as say, hey. You know, I think, I think I've presented everything here. These are some great options. You know, which one would you, which one did you want me to get started on, which we talked about before? Or it could just be says, look, you're gonna, you're gonna spend, you know, a day or three days or a week looking around for, you know, for other opportunities to, to get this stuff. And honestly, you're gonna end up back with something exactly like this anyway. So we're already talking. We've already got a relationship going here. You know, let's, let's just go ahead and get this done.
0: Yeah. And if there's anything that you're concerned about and then let me know, yeah. you know, let, let me know what that might be. Um, so yeah, so there we go. So cool. there's, there's a lot of resources out there. Um, if you really want to get into this, um, you can go on YouTube and search for stuff. Um, uh, there's a bunch of books out there that I've read. Um, I, I read a while back a book, the maverick method. That was kind of cool. It was kind of saying that like sales processes don't work. You just need to, you know, um just be a good person, you know, and talk to people and any now you tell it. us. This right. whole podcast. <laughs> no, but um there's some stuff here. I've got I, I've read all these books, you know, this this one book I have here, um Get Anyone to Do Anything, you know, and it's basically just talking about like how you can feel you don't have to feel vulnerable when you're asking people to do things, right? Okay. Um, so there's tons of resources out there. What was the book you mentioned before?
1: How to win friends and
0: influence people. Yeah, how to win friends and influence people. I found this book right here, if you can see it. So, what's it about? Um, it's called uh, Selling (laughs) Personality, Persuasion, and Strategy, the second edition. I actually never read it. Um, i I was at some sort of like a flea market, and this book was like fifty cents. Or a quarter.
1: There's probably a reason.
0: (laughs) So I just bought it. It's a textbook from uh, copyright 1962.
1: Okay. So it was just like a really need book.
0: Yeah, but um, there's a lot of stuff out there. You know, if you just Google search, I just recommend reading some books, watching some YouTube videos, and getting into the mindset. And then um, don't be obsessed with trying to follow the method of one particular person but um, follow the method that fits you. Awesome. I think that is, a, uh, that is a great place to stop. All right, great. Well, thanks for, uh, thanks for joining us, everybody. Yep, thanks. Um, this has been Mark Stevenson. And Mark Vila. We're from Coldesi.
1: Yeah, you guys have a great business.